Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Barry Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. Mary, I'm super excited because we're today we're going to talk about what leadership means to me. Mm-hmm. And now we've done some time, done some time. <laughs> we've spent some time on mentors, and we talked specifically about mentors. But this one, we really wanted to focus on leadership and. When you hear that word, it, it's it's a weighty word. And so we wanted to unpack that a little bit, what it really means. So were you looking forward to it today? I am. And it's one of these topics, as I started to think about it, oh my gosh, I think we could do like three or four podcasts on this because there's one around just uh, maybe our own experiences as a leader there is uh, thoughts around uh, leaders that we've had. I think about exploring bad leaders because, frankly, I've learned more from bad leaders than good leaders. And then I also think about leading volunteers, which is a whole nother aspect of leadership <laughs> right. because they're there because they want to be. And so as far as, you know, holding them accountable or firing them, that's kind of not an option. So there is so much to unpack today. Well, let's dig in. Okay. First of all, I wanted to start with, I don't know who to give credit to for this saying, but one of my very favorite uh sayings that I think really, for me, start to set the tone when discussing leadership is that things are managed, but people are led. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when you really think about true leaders, the emphasis isn't even as much on the projects because I think there are some really poor leaders that things will get done, projects will happen, and but I'm not sure you're getting the best potential out of people. I think leaders really bring out the best in us. And as a leader, I think the goal should really be to assemble a team and then really bring out the best and, and put people in the right environment to really let them soar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the old, you know, <laughs> right seats on the bus. Um, when I think about leadership, I, I, you know, you have to, you have to lead to have followers. And to lead, you have to have clarity of vision. Okay, where are we going, folks? You know, and we're going to follow. Because you had mentioned gathering a team. I think a lot of time with leadership, you're given a team. <laughs> and and some of them might buy into you and some of them don't. So I think, you know, a leader having the vision, like if I'm going to follow someone, where are we going? 
And um, do I believe they can get us there? And do I believe, to your point, they care about me and my skill set so that I can, in your words, soar, uh, do what I do best um, and feel like I'm contributing versus just kind of calling it in. So I just think the best leaders um, not only have vision, but inspiration and care about people and people know all of that. So they're willing to follow that particular leader. Right. Well, it's really the trust factor. I think if you don't trust who's leading you, I also think it's really interesting, Mary. I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but so often I think leadership in general gets a bad rap. And people say, you know, you just want people individually to go out and and do their work and do and not somebody telling you what to do and but especially in a work environment and to a certain extent really any any group i think you want to know who's in charge i mean i think we want to know who we're following and that somebody is setting a direction and a vision. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the idea that, you know, people don't want leadership is we all yearn for, for leadership, Uh, or at least I'll speak for myself. I think I do, you know, when I'm given an assignment, it's like, okay, you know, who's the leader? Where are we going? Like you were talking about the vision and the quintessential leader, of course, is the CEO. And I have given some uh, talks before and done some little workshops around that because I think when you break that down, the CEO, those you know letters stand for Chief Executive Officer. And all of those words are just so weighty. And I always think of it that you, instead of somebody... I'm the boss, I'm the chief, I'm the executive, I'm the officer. If you really think about it in reverse, so instead of CEO, when you break it down as a leader, I think about it as the OEC. And those letters stand for three things that are important to the job. And the O is really about organization and prioritization. So it's, okay, Who's on the team? How are we set up? How are we prioritizing, you know, the work and what's important? You know, put me on the right mission. So it's, that's the O. And then the E is about encouragement. So it's, you want somebody to notice. You want somebody to nurture. And when necessary, to give you a little nudge. So it's that whole encouraging and being involved, not necessarily micromanaging, but noticing. And then the C, of course, is one of my favorite words, celebrate. And it's about, you know, noticing and talking about the wins and saying, okay, we didn't do this so well, but we did this really well. And Mm -hmm. next time, here's what we can do. And, And pausing enough to give feedback and to celebrate and to, um, you know, again, really encourage people to move forward. So Mm -hmm. that's how I like to break it down and think about it. No, I think, I think that's great. I mean, the, 
you know, there's a saying that says, affirm what you want more of. And encouragement is huge. I mean, I, I read in an, an Inc. article recently that there was a study done with the Journal of Applied Psychology around healthcare workers. And I do a lot of work with healthcare workers. And um, over the last couple years, one in five have left the profession. And those that have stayed have been basically crushed with burnout. And they did this study. And the the focus was uh, receiving gratitude. So it's, it kind of goes to your celebration. So gratitude just energized these workers. Um, part of the study said that upon hearing a colleague express gratitude for hard work, call, call worker volume in a call center, um, their, their revenue increased by 20%. So part of the leadership celebration, to your point, is around encouragement. And I can't encourage leaders to do it too much. I mean, you, you just want, people want to know that what they're doing is of value. And we all love to be encouraged. And I think sometimes the more driven leaders uh, get so focused on the mission and the project and completion that they forget. And I and I know, and I will admit to this, when I did um, some leadership development with my teams um, and they were able to give me feedback, one of the things was, you know, you don't encourage us enough. And I you know, I was sort of of that, well, if you don't hear anything negative from me, then you just assume you're doing a good job. And we as humans don't, uh, don't operate well that way. So I think, you know, setting clear expectations to me is really important. Um, but celebrating, encouraging, affirming, helping people Mm -hmm. know that, you know, that they are working very hard. I mean, I just, I'm not sure we can do too much of that. Well, and I think sometimes you hear those words and you think they have to be uh, huge or that as a leader, you think, okay, the word celebration doesn't, that's not my vocabulary. But I think you can do that in a variety of ways. And sometimes as a leader, you have folks on the team that celebration is really their strong suit. Well, let them, you know take the ball and run with it on those. It's not like the leader has to be the best at organizing and prioritizing and encouraging and celebrating. And, but the leader has to empower folks to, to make all of that possible. And then really like the simplest word is just to notice. I read an article and it talked about the number one, um, you know, that, that workers want from their leaders is to be noticed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's actually quite sad. And there was a article and I think as people are working remotely and that's going to get harder to do Mm -hmm. because you're not necessarily thrust together where you're seeing somebody in the hallway where you can say, Oh, hi. And and just even notice that somebody's at work or right. working. So I think it has to be much more intentional. And I love that word too. Mm-hmm. I think um, intentionality is so great. Just as an example, Mary, this is from our Disney uh, days. I 
again, whenever I'm talking about leadership and management and organization of teams, I always give the example and one of my favorite subjects, and I call it trash talking. Mm -hmm. And I think that words really matter, but actions are so noticed, especially actions of a leader. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking. And if there's a, a negative, you can turn that into a positive if somebody sees that, because the best leaders are leaders in the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> but I think around the subject of trash, when I think of Disney, and one of the very first examples was when I was in my training and the people that were training us and as we would meet different leaders at Walt Disney World that were working in the theme parks, they would be talking about something, training you on some area. But if they happen to see trash, they wouldn't even break their sentence. They wouldn't even tell you they were doing it or anything. They would just pick up trash Mm -hmm. and put it. And it was something that... Everybody did, and it was part of the DNA of if you were on the team, regardless of your level, Mm -hmm. you pick up trash. And I think great leaders pick up trash, so to speak. And, you know, there isn't any job that's too big or too small. Mm -hmm. And when you see a leader picking up trash, so to speak, it just makes you feel you're not alone. It makes you want to pick up trash yourself. And I just think it's it's everyone's business and it's a pride about what you do. I want the place that I work to be neat and I want to be proud of it. And there's just this whole mindset around trash that I that I really think is sort of example A, B, and C for a great leader. Yeah, Stephen Covey says, what you do has far greater impact than what you say. So what are you as a leader doing? And when I coach leaders, one of the things I always say to them, and they always push back. And what I say is, as soon as you, if you're, you know, meeting together, or you're actually at the office, as soon as you get out of the car, And throughout your entire day, until you get back in your car, there is a spotlight on you. Everyone is watching how you walk, how you talk, what you do, what you don't do. And they are taking their cues. And most leaders are very uncomfortable with that notion. But it's true. And so, you know, what you do, I mean, we're watching, people are watching because we're saying, okay, you're, you're the leader. Um, And, you know, I will say too, you know, we're talking about a leader who is over a team of people, Uh, you know, the, the typical Um, definition of a leader. But I love this definition uh, by John Quincy Adams that says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. So Mm. you don't have to have a staff underneath you. Every single individual contributor 
can be a leader. If you are inspiring others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more. So I think it it expands this concept of leader because sometimes, you know, we kind of just check it off like, well, I don't have a staff, so I'm not a leader. Oh, but you are. And this whole concept of people watching what you do and what, you know, more than what you say applies. So every single person can be a leader, whether or not they have a staff or not. You're right. It's not just the org chart. Exactly. I've never heard that quote. That is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And you're right, is the perfect exclamation point on definition. The other word that I think when I think of leadership that comes to mind, especially now, is courage. Mm -hmm. And I found an interesting definition of courage. And it said, courage is sharing who you are with your whole heart. Mm -hmm. And I think of, you know, what's happening with Zelensky and as he leads, you know, the situation in Ukraine and we, the world has just watched him and he Mm -hmm. is this very unlikely leader. (laughs) You know, he wasn't even that popular. I mean, he was obviously popular enough to get elected, but he was a comedian and, you know, training and people sort of said, oh, is he going to be a good leader? And the courage Mm -hmm. that he has shown and just, again, this definition about sharing who you are with your whole heart, his, the way he has earned trust and respect. And, you know, that's not something that you get just because you have a business card that says you're the leader. (laughs) You know, it is something that you get through your actions and, you know, respect is earned. And I think, um, you know, that that's such an interesting example for me lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about courage, that brings to mind another aspect of leadership that Um, when I talk to leaders, they're kind of uncomfortable about, and that is the fact that you are not always going to be liked. You Mm. have to have the courage. So here's another quote from Douglas MacArthur. A true leader has the confidence to stand alone, the courage to make tough decisions, and the compassion to listen to the needs of others. So it is not easy. I, I remember when I... Um, was put in charge of the Disney Institute. And we had kind of two business uh, organizations coming together at the Disney Institute. And they were very different from one another. But because we had two organizations coming together, there were unfortunately a lot of redundancies. We couldn't have two marketing teams, two finance teams, two HR teams, etc. So what had to be done was to um, integrate this into one organization. And unfortunately, it, it required some really tough decisions. And I, I spent a lot of time listening to people on, you know, in both organizations and really thoughtfully trying to come up with the right structure. And I will tell you, I mean, obviously, wasn't terribly popular when I finally unveiled what I think the business needed to do. But and it's not, you know, you don't want to think about not being liked, but that takes courage too. Um, And you, you have to, as part of leadership, kind of accept that that comes along with it. 
um, and understand that you have to do your very best, but there's going to be some people who don't like you very much. Well, parents are a perfect example of that. You know, parents are really leaders in their family, and often decisions aren't popular (laughs) by the the troop. The other thing that if we're talking about popularity and things, you know, right and wrong, we, we can't end talking about leadership without talking about when you're wrong and when things don't work. And, and to me, when I think about the best leaders that have been modeled to me, or sometimes that I felt like I was a good leader, they were in crisis or they were in a situation where something went wrong, Mm -hmm. maybe even terribly (laughs) wrong and having the, uh, I don't, I guess I'll call it courage, but honesty, I I guess is an even better word to admit that you're wrong and that you make incorrect decisions and, you know, how to react and respond, um, and being all in back to what I said earlier during good times and bad. So the leader doesn't run away when it gets tough and admits when it's their decision. I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think positivity and consistency are really important as a leader. So you think about, you know, the pilot of a plane that you're on, when there is some turbulence, you don't want them to kind of fall apart. You want them to, you know, be able to explain this is what we're going through, but I've got this and we're going to figure this out together. And yeah, there's some bumps, but we're going to be okay. And to just kind of that resolve of we're going to go forward so that if I am working for that leader, I can be comforted by, okay, <laughs> we're, you know, it, it's a little bumpy, but I trust them uh, to get us through this and we're going to figure it out. And I absolutely agree with you that to be able to admit your mistakes, I was wrong with this. Um, then again, that just makes me want to work with that leader and work together moving forward um, because of that relationship. And, you know, I, I know they care um, about the work. I mean, they're positive. You, you would hate to have a leader who hates what they do. Um, but, you know, just the consistency. When I've talked to people about leaders that have frustrated them, things like these come up. Um, they were unfocused, constantly changing priorities. So I, I never knew what was the most important. They had high highs and low lows. I never knew what to expect on any given day. That's, you know, that that's kind of, you know, frightening. Um, they were so driven that they had a lack of workload understanding or empathy. So they were so focused on the goal that they forgot about the people. Um, or that it was never good enough. You can't please them. Um, so those to me are elements that just frustrate people and demoralize them. Uh, when a leader kind of sets that up is how they operate. And, you know, in this day and age of the great resignation, (laughs) people are not going to hang in there um, all that long if they're having to work for a leader like that. Yeah. Well, my, as I was thinking about it, my summary, as I was kind of trying to 
tie my thoughts all together. I, I really like the term servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think to lead well is to serve well and to think about you before me. Mm-hmm. So the leader is constantly willing to put someone before you know themselves. Yeah. So that that for me was was kind of in a nutshell how yeah. you can sum it all up. Absolutely. So as the leader, you know, take in some trail mix tomorrow. Um, <laughs> share it with the team. Talk about all the you know fruit sweets and nuts of trail mix and how it it's a team in itself. And of course, don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn. You can find all of our Trail Mix episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love you to rate and give us a review. And follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. To learn more about us, check out our new website, trailmixpod.com. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn.